0: story six of the dwarf's chamber and other stories by fergus hume this librivox recording is in the public domain story six the jesuit and the mexican coin your reputation as a detective is known in devon said lord tormouth therefore i wish you to conduct the case it could not be in better hands i feel flattered by your preference my lord said i so i shall take charge of it with pleasure but you must give me a free hand a free hand and as much money as you require i see too much of the pope's influence in england to grudge aught likely to keep the kempian estates out of the priest's hands amen to that i answered being a protestant myself and now my lord give me your version of the affair it is now some six months old he replied and not being so young as i was i am apt to forget details roughly speaking the story is as follows are you ready one moment my notebook thank you now i am all attention james kempion died some three years back leaving his estates to francis his son the boy is now eighteen years of age and he has a rent-roll of eight thousand a year his father like all the kempians was a roman catholic and quite under the thumb of his confessor father Condy. yet he defied the church and the priest sufficiently to marry a protestant lady miss lee of Bonstable. she died poor soul in giving birth to francis and with her last breath she implored kempion to have the child brought up in the anglican communion despite the wrath of father conde this was done being a protestant myself and a firm friend to kempion i supported the lad all went well till kempion while on a visit to his brother in mexico chose to marry a second time you did not mention the brother before my failing memory sir john kempion the brother of james is a red-hot papist and at present owns the estates but what about the heir francis i'm coming to that said lord Turmouth grimly as i said james kempion married a second time a mexican lady i am not acquainted with her name or her family of spanish descent of course the fickle faithless blood of spain is in her veins when kempion brought her home she and the boy got on together capitally then james died and left his heir to the tender mercies of father conde and la senora la senora so she is called by the countryside when kempion died john came back to the old place and remained for two years and a half at the end of that time francis disappeared i thought you said he was drowned while bathing that is the common report with which i don't hold one evening francis told his stepmother that he was going to the beach for a swim in the moonlight since then he has not been seen they found his clothes on the sands and as the current sweeps strongly round that point of the coast it was supposed that he had been carried out to sea then this idea of his death was generally accepted yes by all even by the lawyers john kempion a catholic mark you sir a catholic was the next heir to the estates and entered into possession it is said concluded lord Termouth, ironically that he intends to marry his brother's widow i suppose he can do so what do i know of their heathen customs sir la senora comes from mexico and john kempion has lived there the greater part of his life i am ignorant of their notions of morality but i am certain that when the year of mourning for francis is out there will be a match between john kempion and la signora then as now father conde will reign supreme and use the monies for the church's benefit then you don't think francis is dead no i do not and it is the truth of this which i wish you to prove it is my opinion sir continued tormouth tapping me on the knee that the jesuits carried off francis so as to avert the disaster of a protestant head to the kempion family they have murdered him you think i don't go so far as that i will do father condy the justice to say that outside his religion he is a kind-hearted man no sir francis kempion is not dead he is alive but he has been spirited away by the jesuits for their own ends so you want me to find francis kempion I, sir spare neither time nor money but bring back my dear boy it is a difficult task you have set me my lord i answered ruefully however i will do my best firstly i should like to see the beach where the clothes were found my servant will take you there to-morrow secondly it is necessary that i see the kempion household hmm, that is rather difficult i am not on speaking terms with john however you can call on the pretext of looking at their picture gallery while there you will doubtless see some of the family and father condy tis a shabby method of getting inside the gates but in this affair we must not be squeamish very good my lord i shall commence work to-morrow lord torma's seat is as every one knows situate on the north coast of devon within easy reach of iffrancum it is built on a wooded hill which slopes down to a sandy estuary and opposite rises another hill crowned by kempion hall i had come down from london in response to his summons and was not ill-pleased to find myself among such beautiful scenery even in december alas though i did not then guess i had but little time to sojourn in that rural paradise the exigencies of the case sent me far across the ocean within a fortnight. Next day, escorted by the confidential valet of Lord Tormouth, I crossed the estuary and found myself on the long stretch of beach fringing the Cambian woods. A quarter of a mile's trudge brought us round a corner to a little bay, almost landlocked by the silt at the narrow mouth standing at the corner i could see the current swirl in a curve and following the indentations of the land sweep out towards Lundy island it was from here said the servant that francis kempion had started on that fatal swim as i surveyed the place i saw at once the circumstances which gave rise to the doubts of lord tormouth if francis kempion stepped into the water of the little bay he certainly would not be so rash as to venture into the current without noting the force of the sweep as he must assuredly have done he would surely have been content to paddle about the safe bay in place of risking his life in the outer waters after this examination i was as certain as tormouth that kempion was not drowned if so he must have been drawn into the current for i made sure that no man in his senses would have ventured in of his own free will the servant a very particular man pointed out the exact spot where the clothes had been found i looked round carelessly enough not expecting to find anything connected with the unfortunate gentleman as six months had elapsed since his disappearance this was hardly to be expected my casual glances however picked out a discoloured coin lying lightly on the sand it proved to be a mexican peso value four shillings and some odd pence the discovery set me thinking and engendered a theory which later on i unfolded to lord tormouth meanwhile i slipped the coin into my pocket dismissed the servant as no longer necessary and walked up the hill to kempion hall there was some difficulty in seeing the pictures as the family were in residence i represented that i was leaving the neighbourhood in twenty-four hours so the ancient housekeeper consented that i should walk through the gallery mr kempion had gone to the dower house to see la signora said the garrulous old lady and only father conde was within doors she accompanied me to the picture gallery and reeled off her changeless tale of the kempion glories in the midst of such eloquence a servant summoned her and she left me for the moment to my own devices i walked slowly around and ultimately faced three portraits without doubt they were those of james kempion his son francis and la signora the men were handsome and the lady was a charming brunette who smiled bewitchingly from the canvas so that is francis kempion i said aloud looking at the brave boyish face that is francis kempion echoed a voice at my elbow i turned and saw the priest he was a tall well-set man with a keen face and restless eyes what do you know about francis kempion said he sharply nothing save that he was drowned i answered at least so says the village gossip yes poor lad he was drowned replied the jesuit bringing out the last word with an effort which cast discredit on his training a protestant wasn't he sir said i keeping my eyes on the picture the kempians sir are devout sons of the true church he returned stiffly i perceive you are a stranger here then in response to my bow may i inquire why you ask such a question idle curiosity sir nothing more and the general opinion is in favour of francis kempion's death by drowning yes though for one who must have known every shoal and shallow of the coast i think it was unwise of him to have ventured into that current father Condy looked at me and i at him he was apparently trying to fathom my meaning however i kept my face and with a courteous bow he turned away still looking at the picture i caught a glimpse of his backward glance out of the tail of my eye evidently my remark had aroused his suspicions Near the gates I met Kempion and La Signora, riding homeward. When they saw me, their laughter ceased. She cast a cold look on me as I took off my hat, but a shadow passed over his face. I wonder, thought I, setting my face gatewards, I wonder if John Kempion consented to the kidnapping of his nephew, so as to enjoy the property himself. Lord Tormouth was waiting eagerly for my return, and we talked for fully two hours he still clung to his idea that francis had been spirited away by the jesuit so that the kempian revenues might revert once more to the church on the other hand i was inclined to suspect the present holder of the estates in proof of this i produced the peso lord tormouth examined it and shrugged his shoulders i don't think much of that said he turning it over it might be a stray coin of the Armada. 'Tis known that several treasure-ships of mexican moneys were wrecked on our coasts look at the date my lord eighteen eighty six he read eagerly why god bless me sir this coin was struck last year exactly therefore it must have been brought from mexico shortly before francis disappeared i found it on the beach where he was last seen so you think that his uncle had something to do with the kidnapping that is my idea but he was in the house the whole evening francis went to bathe by himself he might have employed others to carry out his plans john kempion you say lived most of his life in mexico judging from the glimpse i had of his face i should say he was a trifle wild he was a ne'er du will as the scotch say replied tormouth dryly but he is respectable now then you may be sure he knew a few desperate characters in mexico who would kidnap the lad for a small sum one of them dropped that coin it proves that its owner must have come straight from mexico such coinage is not common in england and so recent a one as that could not have got there by any other means Oh, it might be so said the old lord doubtfully but surely john kempion would not be such a scoundrel as to kidnap his own nephew eight thousand a year is worth a crime said i smiling if he did so the priest helped him i won't give up my idea about the jesuit he wanted a catholic head to the family very likely father condy favoured the idea i replied but i think john Campion was the active party and what do you propose to do go to mexico and make inquiries about john kempion if he employed some mexican desperado to kidnap francis the lad must have been taken out there no safer plan could be discovered beyond all law and order without the pale of civilization depend upon it my lord francis kempion is to be found in mexico then go at once cried lord tormouth radiantly draw on me for what monies you like start by the next boat and spare nothing to find the lad within a fortnight of this conversation i was on my way to mexico there's no necessity to relate my wanderings in detail they would spin out into three volumes and i have neither time nor space at command so far as relates to john kempion i struck his trail at vera cruz followed it to zacatecas and finished it at san francisco thenceforward all was known to me as lord Tormouth had related how kempion a guileless cattle dealer had left the golden gate for the rocky devon coast he did not narrate the mexican history of the man i found that out for myself it was a black record i no longer wondered at the shadow on kempion's face a man with a past such as his must have lived in perpetual fear of unwelcome visitors turning up to spoil his respectability damocles was more comfortable under his hair suspended sword in six months i was back in london with a closely written pocket-book relative to the career of john Campion. the accidental dropping of the silver coin proved a bad business for him i remained in london to transact some necessary matters then i went west to report to lord tormouth before i related my story i asked him what had transpired at kempion hall since my departure his information astonished me i have not been away since you left devonshire said he as i was determined to keep a watch on kempion and the jesuit in one way and another i learned all that was going on it did not require much ferreting out as the scandal is now patent to the whole neighbourhood what scandal touching la signora and a black countryman of hers don miguel Pedroff. whew i whistled so he is here do you know him only too well so does john kempion ah said tormouth reflectively probably that is why he is afraid to kick pedroche out of the house What? is he staying at the hall i should just think so much to the wrath of father condy the priest can manage kempion but not la signora and her friend oh it is a most reputable affair i assure you sir lord tormouth tapped his snuff-box revived himself with a pinch and continued the story it fitted in very neatly with what i already knew of kempion and pedroche scarcely had you departed said his lordship when this spanish fellow came to the hall and quartered himself there neither kempion nor father condy were very pleased to see him but the signora made amends for the coldness of their reception he gad she'd have had him to stay with her at the dower house but for the priest's influence i have seen the fellow sir continued tormouth in a tone of disgust i have seen the fellow kiss la senora while they walked together on the beach scandalous most scandalous is he her lover think you i believe so the minx is not in love with john kempion as i thought she is a fool if she marries this spanish pauper though to be sure added tormouth thoughtfully kempion will have to support the pair of them they know too much for his comfort that's certain well i am not so sure of the lady said i but certainly pedroche knows about the kidnapping of francis cad, you don't say so i do and more i say that he kidnapped the boy spanish scoundrel muttered my lord at the instigation of father condy no doubt no at the instigation of john kempion what said tormouth angrily do you mean to tell me sir that the man was iniquitous enough to kidnap his own nephew that's so my lord this coin this mexican peso dropped accidentally on the beach was the property of don miguel has he been in these parts before he was on the beach the night francis disappeared how did he get there he came in a yacht belonging to john kempion didn't know the man had a yacht didn't know the man had a sixpence in mexico he had a good many sixpences i said oh i could tell you some strange facts about kempion's career in those parts but we had better stick to the business at hand oh of course of course how did the kidnapping take place john kempion my lord owned a schooner yacht with which he did business in the caribbean sea what that business was you may guess his first mate was this oh oh said lord tormouth with rising indignation these scamps made money and lost money business was bad when kempion heard of his brother's death so he came home to see if he could not get the estates for himself finding there was more law and order in england than in mexico he did not care about risking hanging so he decided to have the lad kidnapped the scoundrel before he left mexico He made a present of the schooner to pedroche and wrote him a letter instructing him to come to the devon coast and kidnap francis pedroche made his appearance at falmouth as a spanish gentleman travelling for pleasure if you remember kempion went to plymouth about that time where pedroche met him and arranged details francis was accustomed to swim in that bay every night during the hot summer months but he never ventured into the current just what i said exclaimed tormouth triumphantly during the day that yacht lay beside Lundy island and crept shoreward when the night fell thus few saw her and those that did took no notice no one would think of connecting the disappearance of francis kempion with a gentleman's yacht the rest you can guess my lord a boatload of scamps commanded by pedroche concealed themselves in the woods fringing the bay when francis was in the water they seized and carried him to mexico it was during the scuffle that pedroche dropped the coin which led to his undoing who told you all this sir asked tormouth much agitated i gathered it from various sources but principally from this gentleman i opened the door while speaking and the next moment francis kempion was in the old man's arms lord tormouth prides himself on his self-control But he broke down altogether at this point i felt rather queer myself you look first-rate lad he said holding francis at arm's length they didn't treat you badly not during the voyage replied francis pedroche was very kind but they held me prisoner at chihuahua and i had rather a bad time of it there fortunately this gentleman found me out and rescued me from their clutches he wouldn't if pedroche had been there pedroche had gone to england i suppose to make love to la senora not quite that i said significantly he is her brother you don't say so said tormouth genuinely astonished then why is kempion jealous oh he is not jealous but enraged the spaniard no doubt conducts himself insolently and having kempion in his power he can do what he likes the biter bit remarked tormouth with a rap at his snuff-box by the way francis do you think la signora is mixed up in this nefarious transaction i am sure she is not said the lad earnestly she was very fond of me and behaved most kindly my uncle alone is to blame so it is not the priest after all observed the old lord irritably i made sure the jesuit had something to do with it well well We will go over to-morrow and take back the rightful heir. There was a highly dramatic performance at Kempion Hall next day. Lord Tormouth arranged the details. Francis was to appear at a given moment, and startle Kempion in the midst of his lies. When we entered the hall, the young man pulled his slouch-hat over his eyes, so as not to be recognized by the servants. He need not have troubled. The present staff were strangers, as Kempion had changed them during his occupancy none of the old retainers approved of the existing state of things it was true that john kempion resided at the hall and la signora dwelt in the dower house two miles away but the pair were always together constituting a scandal to their simple minds the probability of a marriage struck them as iniquitous father conde thought so too and had frightened kempion into acquiescence for the time being much as it pleased the jesuit to have a catholic landowner under his thumb he had anything but a pleasant time in keeping matters respectable the butler announced myself and lord francis we left on the other side of the drawing-room door for production when necessary rather startled by the unexpected appearance of his enemy kempion arose to his feet but la signora and pedroche who were also present exhibited no surprise They knew nothing of lord tormouth's enmity to speak of and received him as they would have any other visitor both were smoking cigarettes much to the disgust of the punctilious old nobleman mother of god said la signora removing her cigarette and who is this she spoke english very well and so did her brother they found the knowledge of tongues useful in conducting shady transactions i have no doubt with that pretty foreign lisp la signora had talked her way into the foolish heart of james kempion lord tormouth said kempion looking very pale as well he might for he guessed what was coming why do you enter my house uninvited i wish to speak seriously with you mr kempion and also i desire to avoid scandal scandal my lord that is an ugly word i know of an uglier retorted tormouth whipping out his snuff-box kidnapping pedroche and la senora glanced significantly at each other but kempion reddened with anger none of the family could keep their temper after provocation you have been looking into my life in mexico said he with a harsh laugh plenty of kidnapping there no doubt but what has that to do with england i am not alluding to mexico or to your villainies there sir i refer to the loss of your nephew francis kempion he was drowned ah oh, poor child sobbed la senora noisily he was drowned pedroche laughed and she glanced fiercely at him out of the corner of her eye you loved him senora said tormouth turning in her direction yes i loved him oh god how i did love him we all loved him came the voice of father conde from some unseen corner but he is dead poor soul why do you come here my lord he added showing himself why do you come here to disturb the peace of this family i don't think there is much peace under this roof said lord tormouth quietly but i have no desire to prolong the scene so then go interrupted condy and take with you that spy this complimentary allusion was directed at me But i am used to being called names in my profession and i did not budge an inch this spy as you term him observed lord tormouth patting my shoulder is a detective who has found out your villainy i allude to you john kempion what mean you my lord i have been a villain no doubt but not for your calling by what right do you by the right of interest in francis your nephew he is dead replied kempion drowned off the beach pshaw sir why keep up the farce he is alive and well alive and well echoed the other with a dazed look don't mock me sir said my lord sharply you know he is alive and was kidnapped by your orders tis a lie i appeal to don miguel pedroche i also say it is a lie Signor replied miguel by all the saints i saw not the boy in all my life yet he took a voyage with you to mexico said i pedroche looked surprised at my knowledge but said nothing i did not have my nephew kidnapped cried kempion fiercely i have been a bad enough man in my time but of this charge i am innocent i loved my brother and my nephew and i would have raised no hand against either why should i harm the lad because you wanted the property i did not want the property all i wished was to marry mrs kempion here and return to mexico i hate your english life had i kidnapped the boy i would have been by my faith bound to have told father condy would he have kept silent would he a priest have countenanced such injustice tormouth muttered something about priests being capable of all things but was too polite to say so out loud you doubtless told father condy under the seal of confession i said therefore by the rules of his church he was forced to hold his tongue besides i added significantly i have no doubt that father condy prefers a catholic to a protestant at kempion hall you wrong me said the jesuit in a tone which made me feel mean mr kempion made no such confession had he done so i should have found means to have righted the injustice done to the lad protestant though he be you carry it off bravely gentlemen said tourmouth in his most cutting tones and had i not proved to the contrary i might believe you john kempion he added turning sharply i say you kidnapped your nephew and that pedroche helped you i say you lie retorted kempion doggedly would you welcome him back to rob you of your ease willingly i take god to witness that the dearest wish of my heart is to see francis kempion my nephew in his rightful position all present had risen to their feet la signora was pale with terror kempion with emotion the face of father conde was set like a mask only pedroche laughed you will never see him here said he holy mary no in response to a nod from lord tormouth i opened the door francis strode into the room and confronted the baffled conspirators Padroche cursed in spanish his sister shrieked here is the lad himself said tormouth now kempion he advanced and took the young man by the hand so as to assure himself that his nephew was flesh and blood welcome back to your own francis he said at length i am glad you have come hypocrite muttered tormouth snapping the lid of his box i can hardly believe your speech said francis coldly seeing it was by your orders i was carried off who told you so the spaniard tried to get out of the way but kempion was too sharp for him and had his grip on his throat in no time you lying spanish scoundrel he swore own up to the truth or i'll choke the life out of you did i order you to kidnap my nephew no gasped pedroche no kempion hurled him on the floor and faced us manfully you see he said i am innocent then who is guilty asked tormouth perplexed by the train of circumstances i am said la signora gliding forward with a look of rage on her face mother of god now this cub is back i have lost all yes i wrote to my brother and asked him to take away this fool was i to have but a few hundred pounds while he had thousands well i knew that if he were gone john would make me his wife and all the money would be ours snake she added turning towards francis always i hated you but pretended to love so that i could oust you from here john is innocent i ordered it all miguel obeyed me but now ah cursed ones you gain and i lose she rushed out of the room followed by father condy evidently she had told all this to the priest at confession and he did not wish to be questioned about it his reign was over as he well knew do you believe me now said kempion yes said tourmouth and francis simultaneously we believe you then there is nothing more to be said this reptile has been the bane of my life he knew too much about my Mexican experiences for me to kick him out of here. But had I guessed his share in this black business, out he should have gone. By all the saints, yes. As to Luisa, she is a woman and not accountable for her actions. Goodbye. And he strode towards the door. Where are you going, uncle? asked Francis, blocking his way back to the woods lad in spite of all i shall marry luisa and be friends with yonder scamp it is my fate good-bye nephew he said shaking the hand of francis do not think too badly of me come miguel my brother scamp let us depart he caught miguel by the arm and marched him off the door closed and we saw them no more the two spaniards and kempion went back to their own wild life and no doubt flourished under less rigorous laws father condy went also with a protestant at kempion hall he did not care about staying once more francis entered into his heritage and now that lord tormouth looks after him there is no fear of him being kidnapped a second time as i was leaving the old gentleman made a remark i am sorry for john kempion said he there is more good in him than i thought but had it not been for that mexican coin i might have deemed him a villain all my life of the reward he gave for finding francis kempion i say nothing it concerns me more than any one else end of story six